Hello and welcome to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras, trying to bridge the gap in the hip-hop eras. My co-hosts are Kevin, Terrell, and Malcolm. This evening's topic, Top 10 Underrated Hip-Hop Albums. So I'll get it started off tonight, and I'm going to start with my honorable mentions, which is quite a few. This was a very tough topic for me because I go way back in with this. So I'm going to start off with um, From the Rudy to the Tuda by Phil Mob, Industry Shakedown by Bumpy Knuckles, Dr. Oncologist by Octagon, a.k.a. Cool Keith, The Big Picture by Big L, Soul on Ice by Razkaz, Revolutionary 1 and 2 by Immortal Technique. And then I'm going to move into my list. Starting at number 10, I'm going with He's Keith Murray by Keith Murray. This album was made in 2003. East Coast rapper, some of the hits that was on it, or some of the, you know, the songs I think are are worth listening to is uh, Oh My Goodness, Yeah, Yeah, You Know It, Candy Bar, Christina, and Say What. Moving on to number nine, Collage by Bahamadia. You know, got to bring my ladies in, the conscious ladies. This was done in 1996. Some of the hot joints off of that was uh, Three the Hard Way, you know how you how we do it and true honey bun and I, I think you could throw spontaneity in there as well that was also a hot joint off that album all right moving on to number eight organized bass by kilo ali this was done in 1997 this is my booty bass era type people from the south a couple of the cuts on there that i really like is uh, baby baby girls all dance lost y'all mind and hit me all right moving on to number six oh i'm sorry uh number seven Cool and Deadly by Just Ice. This is from 1987 for uh, Old Heads. And uh, that's uh, Going Way Back, the original gangster of hip-hop and Freedom Speak. Now number six, The God Box by David Banner. This was released in 2017. We all know God ba- uh, David Banner is our main man from uh, Mississippi. A couple of the hits that I like off that joint. Magnolia, My Uzi, Marry Me, and Evil Knievel. All right, next up is... Dirty Harriet by Rob Digger. Another one of my ladies from the East Coast. She released that in 2000. And uh, some of the hits that I really like off that joint were Imperial, Break Fool, Tight, and Lessons of Today. All right. Next up is Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killer. This also was released in 2000. Representing from my East Coast. We all know Ghostface uh, got mad, mad hits. But this album I thought was very underrated. Uh, Saturday Night, The Grind. Buck 50, We Made It, Cherazese, La Lagost, a couple of the hits that I really like off of that. Moving on to uh, number three, Wooden Leather by Nappy Root. Came out in uh, 2003. Nappy Roots are out of Kentucky. I mean, this joint was uh, just full of hits, you know, um, or full of songs that I, I really think were hot. Round the Globe, Sick and Tired, which had uh, Anthony Hamilton featured in it. Leave This Morning with Raphael Sadiq, Pushing On, also with Anthony Hamilton, and uh, Nappy Roots Day. Uh, my number two is going to be Act of Fool by King T. A little representation from our West Coast fam. This was released in 1988. Some of the hits off of that, or some of the hot joints I thought from that album were Act of Fool, KO Rock Stuff, Bass, Let's Dance, and Just Clown It. And uh, now for my number one, Into the Stage by Black Moon. This was put out in 1993 from my conscious people. Super, super hot joint. Uh, some of the hot uh, joints I liked off of there was uh, Who Got the Drop, Act Like You Want It, and uh, Buck Down, Slave, 
end of the stage. And one of their biggest, which you know really solidified the album, was How Many MC. So those are my top 10. I'm going to go to uh, Terrell. Terrell, what do you think about that list? That's a very well-key, underrated list of albums. Some of them... Some of them I heard my parents playing over the years, and I didn't really catch on to the album and stuff, but I like the list. Very, it's very good. All right, appreciate it. So, uh, Malcolm, what do you think about that list? Um, It was a pretty good list. Some of those artists were pretty, pretty noteworthy, so I'm going to have to most definitely go and listen to some of those albums. Good list. All right, appreciate it. All right, let's move on to my main man, Kev. Kev, what do you think about that list? Uh, I'm surprised it was very southern heavy um <laughs> you threw some out there you who did you have you had some groups i wouldn't have probably put on there as far as southern artists but at the same time um outside of maybe like one or two songs i never really listened to them um who did you have oh gosh what was the name of the guys the guys from alabama i can't not think of their names and you talking about from kentucky or alabama kentucky yeah yeah nappy roots nappy roots yeah I, I wasn't a big fan of those guys. I didn't really get into that stuff. Even their radio stuff, I was like, ah, it's okay. So, you know, so I was just, it was shock, I was just shocked by that stuff, though. All right. Well, I would challenge you to go back and listen to that one particular album. They had uh, some kind of, you know, quirky radio hits from their first album, but this had some really deep stuff in it. I mean, you really could, you know, pop this in and listen to at least the first eight cuts without skipping. The second album. The second album. That's right. Wooden leather. Okay. Yeah, the first album it had that all and all, and you know, coming up some kind of corny uh, radio hits, but it put them on the map, you know, so they were able to make a second album. All right. And uh, I went, I went southern heavy, just uh, not really. I'm not, I wouldn't even say heavy, but I went southern more than I expected when I looked up the God. You know, when I had to pull the God box in there by David Banner. I think if I wouldn't have put him in there, it would have kind of been even. But that's a. I, but I, I did like that selection. A lot of people forget about David Banner and what he has been able to do in, in the game. So I can appreciate that. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. We're going to move on now to um, my main man, Terrell. Terrell, what is your uh, top 10 underrated hip-hop album? Well, I'm starting off with my number 10. I got my son, Tyler Creator, in Ear, his album, which was made in 2019. You had songs like Earthquake, Ear Them, I Think. Those was like some heavy songs that he came out his element. And I mean, I listened to Tyler for a long time to see him come out his element, which made me happy that he is growing. That's from my number 10. My number nine is Heaven or Hell. I can never pronounce his name by Don Tolivan. I don't know if I pronounced his name right. With songs like I Put Up, After Party. Like he's an upcoming rapper that who needs to be recognized. And I'm kind of upset that XL didn't put him as the freshman cover of the year, which he should have been on. Then I got asked my, my number nine, which... I know it's gonna be surprising. It's because because the internet by Charles Gambino. Now Tyler, uh, Gambino, he's a triple threat. You don't know what you may get from him, but when he made because of the internet, that was very under look of him because people did not see that side of him. They more see of the R and B side. He gave us genuine rap music in this album, and I want. 
and everybody should appreciate what type of talent that he has. Coming up number seven on mine is Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper, which was, this was his coming out album, which I mean, we've been waiting for a long time that he really made an album like this. It's very, as the title says, it's very colorful because he gave us a little bit of everything. Then we got Brown Boy with Giant, African Giant, which was another album which people thought that he was just going to be a one-hit wonder with his year, year, and he came us back out with more heat, and we now can realize, like, yes, he's somebody that he's going to be around for the next five or ten years. Coming off with my number six, and everybody don't give him respect, is Artist 2.0 by A Boogie. From him being a New York person, and as of every New York rapper that's been coming up, he's the underrated person in the rap business in New York that don't get his respects. And... He came back out with two albums back-to-back, which was phenomenal. But he just, nobody really looked at him as that person who could hold that torch. Coming off with my number four is Detroit 2 by Big Sean. I love this album. I love this album. I love this album. With all the feature people he have in it, it's well-made. It's about his city. It's about him. I love it. Then, coming up with number three. The Pandemic Project by Toby and Togawe. Everybody got to put respect on his name because a lot of people don't and they slowly now seen it. But every album project that he made is phenomenal. And But that album right there that he made, we should just made, I love it. Then coming up with my number two, I got Made in Lago by WizKid. As we was talking about in our previous, previous episode, He's a very underrated young kid rapper from Nigeria who need everybody need to get up and explore the horizon of rappers, not just in America, but outside of America to see what we have to offer, how is hip hop is influencing us people nowadays, not just here, but everywhere. And I'm going to end it off with my number one as 85 to Africa by Dendetta, which was another person who was underlooked. And this album was underlooked because he was only a person that we remember from just classic man. And they didn't think that he was going to be another hit person. But when he came out with this album, it was a, it was a escape that yes, he's going to be another person that's going to become, that's going to be making music from five to 10 years from now. And that is my album my unrated album list. All right, cool, cool. It sounds good. I'm going to start with this one, uh, my opinion. Man, solid, solid list. Uh, I love the details that you put in with the extra information. only have one argument, and it's, 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 I don't think it's a, a tough one. It shouldn't be one that should cause a lot of, of, um, a lot of debate, but uh, Chance the Rapper, the album you particular, the one you picked, mm-hmm. it sold pretty well. Okay. So, so I don't know if I consider it now... He has other albums that, you know, may not have been as rated as well. But that particular one, it did mm-hmm. sell pretty well. But outside of that, man, I mean, really, really, you pull, you, I mean, you, you, you dug deep, you know. Yes. Uh, the, the A Boogie, got to love that A Boogie, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, me and Toby, we, we, we tight as thieves. You know, we, <laughs> I love that Toby, you know. So uh, overall, man, solid, solid list i'll let the other people get in here and and see what they got so uh malcolm what do you think about that list it was a pretty good list i liked how he represented some of the young guys you know 
um, diverse um, catalog of artists, so I support it. It's a great list. All right, appreciate it. Now on to my main man, Kev. What do you think about that list? Uh, it was so-so, but I will... I do have to disagree. Like, like Big Sean just came out this year, so I really... I don't know if you can really consider that. Toby's project came out this year. It hasn't really... It hasn't had enough longevity yet for, I don't think, to be considered underrated. Both of them just did the BET Awards not that long ago, so they are getting some sort of notice. Um, Toby now has a song with Black Thought and Royce the Five Nine that all of them been like hyping the hell out of. So I don't know if I can agree with him or Big Sean. I don't agree with the the, the Tyler. Uh, I think all of his stuff get you know recognition and props in some way. Um, also, the same with Chance the Rapper too. So I mean, you know. It's, it, it was just like a lot. I was just like, these are like known projects that, you know, people know about or have gotten like mentions and, you know, places. So that's but see, But see, okay, with Tyler, yes, he'll get the recognition, but he won't get the recognition as how his album, how he wants his music as. They always list his album as pop. He is not a pop. He say himself, I'm not just a pop, pop rapper. I'm a pop person. I am a rapper. And... That's where I'm coming to when I'm saying his album is underrated due to the fact that they always identify his album as a pop album, not a rap album. Now, what you saying due to say with, with Detroit and the pandemic, even though it came out this year, I understand that these albums came out this year, but we have so many other albums that came out this year that was higher that was making making radio hits left and right. And we forget about these albums right here that came out this year as well that don't get that hype. So what you got the the baby, little baby, um uh, NBA Young Boys boy, they albums will get look more than the people who but, either been in the game. But you know as, why those other albums get looked more though. Right. No, 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 no. And it ain't because of that. Those other albums probably were better. Neither, I mean, neither one of those albums were that great, though. Which what, what album? Detroit 2 was garbage. No, it was not. <laughs> and that Toby was, eh, it was okay. No, what? Toby he was gotta, okay. So, you but know the what? Round you... album was better than Toby album, and that, and that yeah. ELE 2 was not even that good at all. So, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to give you homework, and you give me homework. <laughs> Your homework is to listen to the Pandora Project. I listened to about ten times. I listened to Toby's album about ten times, and I was like, "It's okay." And I see where he, I see why he's not as popular as he should be because he's trying to give a message out. No, it's and... not the message. It's not the message at all. So what is it? Then? It's his beats. He's a bad. He's a bad beat selector. Oh, so you know his beats are only made by one person, right? And, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> That's a bad thing. If you say he makes his own beats, which he probably does, I can tell. He does not. So the the what what Toby's trying to do is build a network within his own. He controls everything that he does. And as an independent, he and Nell have been tight when he couldn't get anybody to produce him. Right. Found Nell and Nell has she has produced him since then. Now, what he has done is put himself under a lot of pressure as far as putting out music and the way he's doing it may not be the best way to get the best beats. But basically for the pandemic album, 
Neil had to give him a beat every week until the pandemic album was uh, experience was completed, which doesn't give her enough time to really soak in and really put down all the layers that you may want in a production. So for what time she's had available, I think she's done pretty good job. And I mean, we, we all can, you know, everybody has their opinions. Like, you know, like, like I said, a lot of people feel like Busta Rhymes album is a classic and I'm like, what classic where? So I don't think like, like, I'm not saying that Toby is not a good, he's not lyrically good, but what he's saying match with his flow and these beats don't gel together. And, and, and I can understand that he, he's still progressing. He's still somewhat new, but I think he, he put himself in a situation where he could, he could have gotten outside production at some point to, to make a better album per se, or, or cut this one in half or something. But it, I mean, I listened to his leg. I listened to what? I don't know how many albums he put out. I think I listened to like two or three of his things. And I was like, he need better, he need a better beat. He need a better producer. And again, I'm, and it's not more of an opinion. It's more of what the facts are for him, how he's trying to build what he's done. So he and Nell have a partnership, right? So I mean, but the, I, I mean, I get it, but for him for him not to have great beats and still have a name out there shows that if he makes a few tweaks, he would be a better he would have more status or more of a stature but right now he's not there i mean i can see the potential but he's not there now no not at all but and again that's why i think it's legitimate to say it's an underrated album you know for its uh i mean for its appeal it was not one of the albums that was mainstream so yes we as people who are in on the um industry we know about him but if you go out and have general conversations with the regular average person who listens to rap, they're not going to know who Toby is. You know, I remember going, you know, hearing him for the first time and going to uh, my, my, my day job and mentioning it to some people who were much younger than me. Nobody knew who he was. Not one. But Finally, everybody, a lot of people know the Try Me song, though. They might not know who, who it is, but they know that song. Yes. And after that came out, Yes, but he had done three projects before then. And I don't, I don't know if we can call everything he does a full album. I think the way he's doing it, he's trying to show relevance and he's making money through the avenues that he's showing relevance. So he's taking a different uh, he's taking a different run at how he's doing it. So everything is coming out with visuals. Everything's coming out with a plan as far as social media. Because he's receiving money you know, on all those ends, whereas he's not making money from a record company. Nobody's giving him, you know, a million dollars and paying for his production. So when he did the song, he made a thousand, uh, made a thousand. That was the first time he made a hundred thousand. And that was not even a year ago. So as little as I think probably 10 months ago. He was only making like a hundred thousand. I think this this particular project and the effort that came, the visual effort that came after it, will get him to close to a million, if not a million dollars. But in general, his projects, he's not he's not there yet, and he's building it a different way than the average artist would. That's why 
I put immortal techniques on mine and I hope that somebody else after me puts a uh, tech nine on there because these guys, yes, we don't hear about them, but they slowly but surely work their way through. And now they're all doing very well. Immortal technique does very well financially. Uh, we already know tech nine is the most um, successful indie artist that there is. And he's making multi-millions. Now he's producing other indie art artists. So I'm not going to knock him based on his beats and, and the way he's doing it yet. I'm going to give him another year or so to figure out how his flow, how his money's coming in. Cause he's literally, he pays for everything himself, all of it, all the production, everything you're seeing, the venues, all of that's being paid out of one stream of money that comes from either social media record sales or concerts, which he's not able to do this year. Last year was the first year he really was able to go out and do a real concert tour. And he really didn't get a chance to do a full one because it was towards the end of the summer when he started last year's tour. So again, this is the only reason I'm bringing that up with this particular artist is because I've just recently done a deep dive on where he was and what he's doing. But again, I respect, I respect your opinion on the big Sean. Hey, I, I mean, do I agree with it? Half-heartedly? Probably. Yes. And on the title of the creator, I do kind of agree with it. But Tyler, that particular album did not sell that well for Tyler. Tyler had much bigger selling albums. So that's what I would say. I hear you. But overall, I think you did a real deep dive on that. So we're going to slide on to uh, my main man, Kev. And Kev, what are your top 10 underrated hip-hop albums? Well, first, let me say I'm sorry to disappoint you. I did not put Tech 9 on my list because for everything you just said, for him being such a big indie star, I think I take it as he he has a name out there and it's kind of hard for somebody to have a name who can do it on their own and sell out, you know, tens and 20,000 seat places. It's kind of, for me, it's kind of hard to say they're underrated. So that's why I didn't put tech on my list. I would love to put tech on my list, but I didn't because of that. And, and for like the same reason you gave for Toby, you know, his background, my, I guess me knowing tech's background is why I couldn't put him on my list. But I do respect what he does, and I am a fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I do have two honorable mentions. Put Slum Village Volume 2. I feel like I I put it on. It was an indie hit. Um, a lot of people who liked underground music or who kind of in that scene at the time viewed this album as a classic. And it really – and it wasn't until Jay Dilla became more known for his production that people – went back to revisit uh slum village volume two um i mean for me today it's still a classic album it's still something i can listen to today but the the attention on it has faded away but if but if you say jay dilla to a hardcore fan they will you know you will see his excitement and joy and all that so it's kind of for me is it, it was like do i put it on the list or do i don't mention it at all um like i said i mentioned it because I don't hear nobody really talking about it today, so that's why I'm mentioning it. And another one on my honorable mention was um, Tanya Morgan, which is a a rap a, a group of uh, three dudes who, yes, they have a female name. Um, they produced an album called Rubber Souls. They had a lot of albums, but uh, Rubber Souls hit different for me because it was just 
it, it had a little bit of everything. It had the soulful. It had some stuff they could play on the radio. But then it had them being true to themselves. And their group that, you know, they opened for Gene Gray and Little Brother and Foreign Exchange and a lot of some of those, you know, some of those indie artists that have a name. And Tanya Morgan is probably on a, you know, tour with those guys. But, you know, a lot of people don't really know about them like that. So, um, number 10, I picked Wale, the album about nothing. I like concept albums that, or, you know, albums that have a theme. And this one had the theme with Seinfeld. And, you know, Wale is hit or miss for a lot of people. You know, some people say his mixtapes are better than his albums, but, you know, Wale, for some reason, can always have a hit. I mean, if he got a gold single or a number one album, and it's, you know, and it's sneaky. Like, Wale was sneaking, and, you know, next thing, you know, he'll, he'll put an album out today, and two months later, it's gold, and you don't even know it's gold. You know, you know, people still don't know Wale had number one albums or platinum albums now. You know, they think of him as uh, one of hip-hop's what-ifs. But this was a good album, though. So I put it on my list. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sean Price. And one of his last albums was a collaboration he did with uh, Illa G, which is another dope MC that you never hear of. They did an album called Metal Detectors. Very, very, very heavy on Boom Bap. I mean, it's just just hard, 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 hard hip hop. I mean, every beat is just, just banging and it's amazing. If you haven't heard it, I, that's something I would suggest anybody listen to. If you just want something that's just just booming, you know, just really booming, nod your head and all that. Number eight, I picked Planet Asia's Medallions. Once again, I'm a big Planet Asia fan. He's a West Coast MC that doesn't have any sound or any lyrical content that is anywhere close to what you're used to from a West Coast artist. And I think that's what I like it more is because he he has a versatility that that we rarely see. So I put it on there. Um, another West Coast artist is Merz. He's very underground. If I'm not mistaken, he's independent also, but he did a whole bunch of collaborations with Knife Wonder. Um, but one of their last ones was called uh, Brighter Days. It's very deep. I mean, like it's very, very deep. And he, you know, he, he, he raps a lot about um, what he's going, going through in his personal life. And it's a, uh, it's deep. And that's why I can say it's, it's deep and it's very personal and it is it's just it's just amazing. Number six, also I go back to Planet Asia's uh, Black Belt Theater, something that you know I recommended to Terrell that he loved. Is is it like I say? Is this Planet Asia? Is just he's very versatile and he's just he's just dope and and it's a, it's a shame that a lot of people don't really know him or get to listen to what he has. Number five, I pick ODB, uh, Return to the Thirty Six Chambers. A couple weeks ago, I kind of revisited the album. And I always liked it, but I never knew that I liked every song on the album. So it's like I, I play it from the start and it goes all the way to the end. I don't skip. I'm rapping every word. I'm nodding my head. And I'm just and I was just like amazed, like, gosh, I like I forgot it. And I had this appreciation all over again. And, you know, when people talk about ODB, they talk about things he did with Woo or the craziness or his antics outside of there but his debut album i mean i might say it's even it's close to if not better than cuban links i like every song on here and i i just think it's just that great but it don't get as much love as it should uh my number four is uh master ace as um he put an album like two years ago brie brie ken brie ken story I think it's supposed to be like Brooklyn story, but he he changed the words around to it. It a lot of the production was Marco Polo handled. 
Um, it's a very soulful album. Um, you know, Master Ace is one of those guys that um, even though he's an older guy, he's been in the game for a long time. He still can. He still know how to put out good quality music. And if you're not an old head, you know, you probably wouldn't know who Master Ace is. And even the old heads, I ain't really even checking for Master Ace in 2020, even though he's like I say, he just put out an album two years ago that was it was just great. And, you know, a lot of people slept on it. Uh, number three, DLC, his first album, No One Can Do It Better. A lot of people know him for either the work he did with NWA or Dr. Dre or Erica Badu, but his first album is very funky. He's not that bad lyrically. Like, he's actually great lyrically. And, he, and, you know, people talk about his accident more than they talk about his album, which is a shame because before his accident, I think he could have been, you know, you know, close to amazing even though what was going on at the time you know every time you know at that time if if you was a west coast artist people thought you was a gangster rapper and he was far from it even though he's from the dallas but you know he recorded out of the west coast and he had something that was different and you know it's, it's just a shame that he couldn't really have a career that he should have had um my number two is little brother's minstrel show it's another themed based album it's very hard-hitting beats. Uh, Knife wanted it, uh, most of it, if not all the production. And, you know, that's another one of those I can listen to from beginning to end. You know, a lot of people, I, I don't hear a lot of people really talk about it, you know, even now. But I still play it. And my number one is Common's Finding Forever. Uh, on the show before, I said that, you know, Common's B album might have been his best album. I might, you know, I got to add a 1B to it. Uh, and that's Finding Forever. I forgot how great it was until it just happened. You know, I'm listening to music and, it, and then certain songs from this album just popped up. And I said, well, let me go listen to the whole thing again. And like another one of those, you play it from start to finish and don't touch the button and you nod your head and you rapping every word. And I'm just like, you know, Common had some not so great albums, but when he was on point, I don't think no one can touch him. And this is one of those albums that I don't really, I mean, it's, I don't know if there's, I don't really think there's 10 albums better than this one in the history of hip hop, to be honest with you. And that's my list. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, I'm going to jump in on this one first. And, you know, you, you, of Common's albums, you would definitely pick the one that is probably the least recognized. But as far as the his best work, not even close. I think that he's made at least two albums better than that one. As far as in the top 10 raps, uh, you know, albums of all time. What two? What? What two better than Final Forever? I do not have his discography in front of me, but the one, the album with B on it. B, that's why I, I said B. I said B. Oh, okay. I said B. I said B is 1A and Final Forever is 1B. Okay. And then um, um, what about the one, the album that had uh, De La Soul, Erica Badu on that album? Um, it was a green cover. Oh, uh, like water for chocolate? Mm, I don't think that's it. That's the only that's the only green cover one I could think of. Yeah, off the top of my head, uh, I know the album, but I just can't um, think of it. I'm I'm looking up on um, like water for chocolate it was the only green cover one. B was 2005. I think it was Universal Mind Control. No, no, no. The Universal Mind Control. That's the one that had all those. He had a lot of songs with. Uh, with the Neptunes on it. Okay. No. That's not it. I'm thinking of the one, that, you know, he had that crazy hit on there with uh, Erica Badu. I'm still, I, I, um, I, you know, we all got our opinions, but when when B 
came out, it was just credible. And then he came right back with Finding Forever, which was like the continuation of B. And it was just like, what is like, no, I, I don't know. And I can't, I, I, I gotta disagree. I gotta disagree on that. He had some great ones. He had some not so great ones, but them two back to back, I don't know. I'm pulling it up now. I got it here. Yeah, you're correct. Like Water for Chalk. I thought that album was probably B, 1B. That's what I thought. Like Water for Chocolate was decent, but he was still up and coming then. He wasn't the guy that he was two, three albums later with B. He was still. You know, people were still calling him common sense when he put out the uh, like Water for Chocolate. They were? Because, I mean, that joint he did with De La, I mean, that was still a, a very heavy native tongue type album. That's maybe why I liked it so much. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't I'm not saying it wasn't good, but I don't think it was better than what he put out three albums later. I got you. I got you. So then uh, I'm going to jump into uh, my argument on Wale, you know. The same argument you said for Toby is the same argument I'm going to give for Wale on that particular album. I think the beats were straight garbage. You know, he's been very lucky over his career to find a few hits here and there. But overall, you know, Wale is a mystery. You know, he just does not he does not do what everybody wants him to do. You know, and I, I mean, I think that it was a questionable decision with him going to uh, Rick Ross's Maybach Music, that was questionable. Now that he's uh, out of that contract, you know, hopefully he'll find his way back. I haven't seen it yet, so that would be my argument for Wale. He's been doing his own thing. He's been coming out with a few good albums. It's just that they've been, they haven't been um, since he's not with a big, uh, big group right now. It's not being pushed as much. So, but his music's been coming out. He, the music he's been coming out with has been been pretty good not gonna lie to you i've heard some of it yeah no i've heard it as well i'm just seeing the beat selections on his newest stuff is not the greatest i mean he, he'll get a gym here and there which i can you know i, I would say the same. he'll put a radio hit out on there you know Definitely. he'll put a radio hit there but he can rap so he's gonna put some songs on there when he was talking about some stuff yeah i don't i don't doubt that anybody on this panel is going to put somebody on their list who can't rap. So I'm not I'm not doubting his skill level. I'm saying that Wale should be thought of in the same breath as Kendrick Lamar. He should be thought of in the same breath as uh, Drake. He had the platform. He could have been there. But due to questionable decisions, due to bad beat picking, due to whatever personal things he's got going on, he just is not there yet. Now, now I... I can I can agree to all of that because of those are things I have said before. And is it is very complicated. It's very complicated to be a Wale fan because the a lot of the arguments people have against him are very hard to defend. And 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 I can totally understand if you if you fall or against him, as long as you present a good argument. And you're totally right. He should be regarded better than he is but at the same time he does things that a lot of other artists don't do and and yes and i and 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 we always say you know there are people who who make decisions or who do things and it's always one little thing or two little things and small things if you tweak or twitch or do this it would be better and yes he is one of those guys 
you know, it's 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 almost easy. It's crazy as it may sound. It's almost easy to make a hit. It's almost easy to be a star. But when you want to take your your career as more of an art form than making money, it can it can kind of go in a direction that will hinder you. And that's where he's at. The reason I picked this album, for one, I think the approach he took in leading up to his album with the interviews, I think he had a mixtape right, right before this, and that mixtape was great. And, you know, like I said, all the promo work, what he talked, as he, he was talking about it, the TV, the interviews and the mixtapes and all that, it, you know, th that all together was, it was very creative and, you know, it's it's still, it's something now that people don't do. Like, T.I. just put out an album, probably his best album ever, but no one is talking about it. And, you know, and it was little stuff he could have did to got noticed, but he didn't do it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, Wale is one of those guys that, you know, um, I mean, I know people that work with him and, you know, they'll defend him to the moon, but I'm just like, the things that he needs to do to turn the corner are easy. Won't y'all tell him? So, you know, I, I'm not mad at that, though. All right. So then I'm going to move on to my last two, which I don't think are terribly debatable, but uh, we'll see. So uh, the Master Eight Ace uh, joint that you picked, I actually think is picking up some steam. Whereas the Master Ace, what I thought was a masterpiece, was uh, the Disappearing Art album. and it's got no love and it's been out almost five years now. Oh, definitely. It's been out. I think it's no, no, it's almost five years. Yeah. And got no love, but the, the current one is, is bubbling. It's bubbling. I, I hear, I hear rumblings of, you know, hardcores, you know, talking about it on different podcasts and then different interviews on YouTube and so forth. So I, I think that that one might be a little arguable as far as, um, I don't know if it's been out long enough to, like you were saying with some of Terrell stuff, long enough to really have an opinion based on underrated two years no 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 it's less than two years his last album came out in 2018 i have to look that one up it came out 2018 i thought it was early 2019 no it seemed like it it seemed like it it was 2018 i thought it came out last year too but it was it's 29 it was 2018 okay i didn't i didn't i guess i didn't see the debut of it i, I could have swore that it was uh 2019 so it must have been either mid or late uh 2018 then i think that video came out last year the video with uh uh smith and wesson came out might have came out last year but the album came out 2018 you are correct 2018 man it just you know <laughs> he definitely went under the radar with that one then um but oh and i yeah i, I but again the disposable art it's a little older than I thought it was. I thought Disposable Art was 2015. It's actually 2001. What that joint is a masterpiece, probably some of his best work. And if you haven't heard it, I would go check that out. It's called The Disposable Art Project by Master Ace. Absolutely amazing album. And then lastly, uh, I bring up DOC. So if you Google that album by DOC, no one can do it better. It is ranked in the top 10 of greatest West Coast albums of all time. So I think it gets some recognition, maybe not nationwide, maybe not even worldwide, but the East Coast loves that man. They love that joint, you know, plus his history of writing for almost everybody on the West Coast, you know, but I'll move on. I'll release, relinquish my debate and we'll move on to Terrell. Terrell, what did you think about that list? Well, I'm the same way with y'all on Wale. 
he's a hit and miss, and especially with the the, the choices that he made with him going on to Maybach music, I didn't feel like it was a right a right fit for him. Cause I know I heard a lot of his mixtapes. He made good mixtapes and stuff, and it, to me, I feel like he need that extra push. Push, and majority, like I said, sound beats when he do is like every other album. He'll bring a old school song and try to make it into like a funky song beat rap. And I just sometimes I can't get to it. But like I said, it's a hit and miss with me with that. But other than that, I'm glad. I like that he put the Planet Asia. Like, I've been more listening to more Planet Asia albums and stuff. And you are right about that. He is under unlooked. And most of the albums should be mainstream as how they should be. But other than that, his list is pretty good. All right, all right. Uh, and then we're going to finish it off with uh, Malcolm. What do you think about that list? I thought the list was pretty good. Um, you saw at the button there with the Wale um, conversation. You all are talking about him, and I don't understand. Uh, I feel like he's still a great artist. Although he does have some albums that are underrated, he's still a very talented artist. So I don't know what, what the conversation is about here. Yes, his management in the past has been questionable, so we'll just leave it at that. But it was a pretty good list. Um, like you all have had so all right appreciate that appreciate that so now we're going to move on to our anchor for this evening uh malcolm what is your top 10 list of underrated hip-hop songs uh, albums albums okay so i'm going to start it off with um my number one is capital punishment by big pun and i'm going to go to my number two is 400 degrees by juvenile my number three is Philadelphia Freeway by Freeway. My number four is Foreign Exchange by Connected. I mean, Foreign Exchange Connected. My number five is Soul Survivor, Pete Rock. Number six is The Return of Forever by Big Crit. Um, one of my one of my albums that I listen to on a on a daily. Songs from that album, Rotation, and R4 Intro. I suggest you all go listen to that album. Um, my next album is Dripper Drown 2 by Gunna. Um, another one of my favorite albums you all should go listen to. Um, came out in 2019 with um, Who You Foolin' Out The Hood. Gotta should go listen to that, that album. Um, my next album is Starbreaker by Chief Creef. Um, with the song Alone and My Baby. I listened to that uh, that whole album and those particular songs when I was in school, um, especially during my baseball season. Those got me through the season. My next album is Dirty Harriet by Rod Digger. Came out in 1999 with Tight Break and Break Fool. Y'all should go listen to that if y'all haven't heard it. And my last album is Reeler by NBA Youngboy. Um, he's a for, I'm representing the young guys today, so... Um, y'all should go listen to that album with Dope Lamp and Survivor. Some of the good, best songs off that album. So that ends my list. All right. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, I'll jump in, give my two cent. I think it's a very well thought out album. I mean, list of uh, albums. I don't have any real arguments on there. You know, the, I, I don't know what's, what's underrated in his, uh, in his genres or his era of music to really tell you. So. 
uh, I'm going to pass it on to uh, uh, Kev. Kev, what do you think about that list? Um, I think I'm in the same vein as you. Um, some of the newer guys, it's, it's kind of like, are they do they have enough under their belts to be reconsidered like underrated? The artists that, that were young guys, it was only three guys, so you're only picking out three out of set out of ten. That means there's seven other ones that aren't uh, young guys. But yes, all three artists that I list, Gunna, Chief Keef, and NBA Youngboy, have several, several albums. You can go through their their body of work and they have many albums. So they are pretty established. No, okay. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, and I think we get that, but it, I think it's a uh, some of it is a familiarity with their with their albums, but at the same time, it's feel, you feel like, but I know for me, that you know, anytime I hear their names, it doesn't matter how good or bad it is that you know there are fans who are speaking on it in some way. So, you know, if something came out three years ago, you know, people still talk about today, like. You know, it was somebody who released something the other day, and I was like, didn't this come out like five years ago? And they was like, no, it just came out today. And I'm like, who the hell know? Like, I didn't know, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's just, yeah, it is It is a part of, I know for me, I'm not too familiar with them. And those are guys who I only listen to out of curiosity. So if you say, you know, this is something that came out two, three years ago, it, to me, it sounds like it's something that came out two weeks ago. All right, cool. So uh, we'll let um, Terrell finish this one off. And uh, Terrell, what do you think about that list? His list is his list is good, but with the Chief Keith one, um, I feel like majority of his music is the same. Like, yes, he is underrated. Whoa, 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 whoa! Now, majority of his music, is Chief Keith. We talk about Chief Keith. Um, most of his, most of his songs and albums are the same. Same you need terrible. to come and we can come we can come listen to his uh all his albums. They're most we definitely can... not the same. Well, put like this. His beat no. choice. No. It got evolved stop. over time. He's actually makes his beats now. He's been producing for a lot of artists. They and request him now. He's a very talented producer. And I and I understand that. But and that's it's just changed over general. the years. That's just in my view of him as me listening to him. Like he got his he got his break when he made some songs for, for Kanye for Kanye when he was in he was somewhat technically in good good music and stuff, all that whatnot. But I feel like majority of the albums that I heard, some of the beats are like it could be better beats as how he trades of his type of rapping. That's all I'm coming saying. But other than that, your li- your list is your list. And it's good, but it's just with him that his album that you said it might it sound like several other albums that I heard. Have you heard that album, sir? Yes. So you're saying that that album sounds like several other albums? Yes. His rap flow, his rap flow, his beats it sound relevant to the majority of his albums that he that he has made. Do you know that that album had him producing, uh, and his his production changed? In that album, actually, did you I know, know that? Yes, I did. Compared to his earlier works, yes. And I okay, think so that's, you're that's just saying just his beats in general are terrible. I see. I'm saying his general of his beats have not changed. They are horrible. That's what I'm uh, saying. And that's what um, I'm saying. So you're a hater. I'm not I a see. hater. I, I like Chief Keith. Oh, 
I like Chief Keef. It's you just. I like sir. Chief Keef, don't you? <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. I disagree totally with his argument, and we're going to move on. But people that like Chief Keef wouldn't say that about his uh, production, especially as talented as he is. He's requested by several several artists that we know today so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and, and listen to this we'll move on <laughs> i disagree okay all right gentlemen i appreciate that spirited conversation we're gonna move on to our question of the week or our topic uh yes our question of the week and that is starting with kev jeezy or gucci uh it's actually tough for me um i like a good old ignorant um just ghetto hood song uh, a couple times a week so i'm fans of both uh but if i had to make a pick i would i would pick probably pick jeezy over gucci just based you know just based off of i guess hits but i didn't like i didn't like the manner and uh the way gucci carried himself in on that platform i mean i understand they had past problems and i understand that you know you can harbor certain feelings over a certain time but it was just i wasn't comfortable it just it didn't make me feel comfortable because i'm i feel like if you know if you had an issue with him you take care of that issue behind closed doors we don't need to see you know your problems with him i mean after it been so long but i mean just straight music jeezy had more hits i think gucci had more just bangers so uh gucci i mean jeezy 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 my pick all right, sounds good. Well, who do you think you would like to see in the next uh, verses? I mean, I, 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 you know, I had debated about this for a while, and I was just like, I don't know. And as much as I mean, if I had, I mean, off the top of my head, if I had to pick somebody, I would love to see the um the LL and KRS one. I understand where LL is coming from. He, you know, he 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 has said that he feels like him and Karis One are two different styles, and it will be like a clash. And I can get that, but I think the both of them had enough hits that if you stack them up together, it will make a good and interesting battle with another good and interesting debate. Um, I don't think we'll see it, but. I mean, the only other one I could probably say would be like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I have to go with that. I had another one, but, you know, I, that, that's it. Got you. Cool, cool. All right, let's move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, uh, who's, uh, did you prefer in the verses, uh, Jeezy or Gucci Man? Gucci, 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 Gucci. It's Gucci. All right. And, that's um it. That's it. Who would you like to see on the next verses? Has to be Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. What are you guys talking about? You don't know. You guys have to use the creativity here. All right. There's plenty of artists that could, that you could compare their uh, bodies of work and see if they could compete on that type of versus level. And I think that you're going to be a and, new Jake, best, though. What that, do you why, mean? Why would you pick two born people? Why would you? Who wouldn't <laughs> want to see? Wait, why would you pick two verses? born people? Excuse me, boring. Who's you're going to pick two born entertainers. Like, do you see artists? what I'm saying? Like, what are you no, even no, talking no. about? Who thinks they're boring? When you hear Jayco, Kendrick Lamar, people want to watch. Kendrick Lamar has exactly. broken through the wall. A, B, J. Cole's fan base is loyal and they will watch anything he's in. Bangers, so what are you, you talking said, about? It's, it's a different they bangers. have plenty of radio hits. Kendrick Lamar, Them J. Cole. Radio hits, though they were smooth and mellow radio hits. What you're doing is generalizing his work right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I, let me ask you this. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. If who, who, okay, you just said G, you said Gucci beat Jeezy, right? 
Who had more head nod bangers, J. Cole or Gucci Mane? Why are you comparing them? I'm not doing it. But I'm asking you though. But that's the that's the, this is I, I, you can answer that. You said J. creative. Get creative. J. Cole or who? Gucci. Gucci. And and see and there you go. You done proved my point. What are you talking about? Nobody did not even. You done proved my point. That's not who were. <laughs> you done proved my point. Anyways, anyways, I answered the Listen, question. I answered the question. That is who I want to see. You don't all sitting there it. talking about some. I don't know. I don't know. That's who I want to see. Don't argue with him. This is the one that says being the butcher is better than Eminem. So then we know there's a problem right there. So don't argue with him. Man, you was it. out your mind. <laughs> if you think Eminem got more bangers than Go- than Benny, you was crazy. You was, you fact, a hater. you are a hater. You are. Fact, I would like to see. I would like to see that. Eminem versus Benny the Butcher. And Eminem will get punished 20 to nothing. All right. Well, um, I'm going to let Terrell anchor this and I'm going to jump in here and say uh, I was going for Gucci. I thought that he definitely did not represent himself well on stage as far as being in a mature space. But when it comes to who's still relevant, who's still putting out music, who has an opportunity to keep dropping bangers, Gucci got it all the way. Now, who made a lot of commercial radio hits? Definitely Jeezy and Straight Bangers. Can't knock him for that. But I'm going Gucci. So uh, who I would like to see on the next one, I'd like to see Drake and Meek Mills. I think that that would be crazy. And if you can't make that happen, I'll do 50 and Ja Rule. All right? That, those are two we'll never see. Why not? I think Meek Mills and Drake have, have uh, squashed their beef. I, but I don't. But I don't know. But I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know Drake. I don't know if Meek can handle Drake. It got to be somewhat of a fair fight. If it's not like close to a fair fight, it don't make sense to me. Well, this last one wasn't a fair fight because Jeezy hasn't put out music in quite some time. And Gucci is constantly dropping tracks. Which is true. I, I will give you that. Jeezy, I mean, like Gucci is, Gucci is always down to do a feature. And Jeezy is really not, but just based off of prior work, I can, I really can't even tell you the last time Gucci had a solo album. Um, and it might have been something recent, but I damn sure don't know nothing about it. But and 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 once again, like I said, Jeezy used this opportunity to promote an album, so he did what he was supposed to do. He used that big stage to promote an album that, eh, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, it's 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 one of those you can go either way. With Jeezy and Gucci, you can go either way before the battle, after the battle. You still could go either way. But like uh, Meek and Drake, Drake is the favorite, and and it's going to take a lot for Meek to overcome that. Yes, but I say again, uh, Jeezy still had a lot to overcome. Um, And uh, Gucci's last album was in 2019, and it was uh, Delusions of Grandeur, and it uh, went uh, double platinum. I mean, like I said, I, I... he probably did put something on recent, but I I didn't know nothing about it. And I don't really think anyone really even mentioned it in any capacity. I mean, his features are still rolling hot. His, you know, everything he's touching is still hot, you know. His features are hot. But for 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 you for you to have to look up to see the last time he put an album out, and it was last year, and it went double platinum, it's like, when the hell that happened? Like, how did that sneak past people? How did that sneak past anybody's attention? Oh, actually, as I'm looking down here, I forgot about this joint, too. So I, I'm I'm not the biggest follower of everything that Gucci does. Again, 
Uh, I'm I'm been in you know into some of the more indie artists, but he also did East Atlanta Santa in uh 2019 as well so he put out remember that album i remember that album it was a uh i had that um few of those songs on my playlist quite a good album that was when he first came out out of jail yep around that time so yeah i mean when he came out of jail uh kev he really went on a rampage but when i mean and i'm like i said I feel like he's been out of jail for at least two, three years. And it might not be that, it might not have been that. When he first came out of jail, oh my goodness. I know when he first came out. Everybody. When he, but no, when did he I'm first saying. Come out of jail, though? It had to be uh, uh, late 2016, right? I don't know. When did you say that album came out? No, it had to be around late 2018 because all these albums I'm talking about were 2019. He had three efforts in 2019. And it seems longer. It seemed like he's been out a longer period of time. Yeah, as I'm looking here, he also had Waptober in 2019. Yeah, he had three full projects in 2019. But I'm sorry here. So it had to be, yeah, because he also had in 2018, he had Evil Genius. So there's a separation between. He's yeah, been out I'm, of, I'm sorry. Yeah, tell me when it was, uh, Terrell. He's been out of jail since May 26 of 2016. Okay, that's why I'm looking here. So, yeah, as the discography I'm looking at is not in chronological order. So, yes, he put out, uh, uh, yeah, 2017, Mr. Davis. Yeah, now I'm seeing it here. He did Everybody Looking in 2016. Yeah, I mean, he's put out a lot of work. Man, this dude's been busy. I don't know how successful I have to. We'd have to do some research to see how successful he's been over these last, it looks like seven or eight albums, but he putting out work. And, you know, you heard the young people, Malcolm's put it on his playlist. I'm pretty sure Kev's got a few cuts on his playlist. I'm not Kev. Uh, Terrell has a few cuts on his playlist. You know, he's, he's still quite relevant. And that's all my argument was as far as me picking Gucci was that, you know, Jeezy had those bangers, but he just ain't done anything recently. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, and for me, Meek Mills, he 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 needs to get back out there. And if he doesn't, then Drake's going to keep keep beating him down. I don't know who else you would pick, you know. So those are just my picks. I'm going with the obvious. And then uh, last but not least, Terrell, what are uh, your versus pick, Jeezy or Gucci? I'm going to have to go with Jeezy all the way. The... Ver- the verses, it kind of made me feel uncomfortable how how Gucci Man was enrolling himself. Like that was kind of a low blow. Like we on the platform and stuff, and you gonna just come here and rap a diss track about me, and this supposed to be a peaceful thing about somebody that was close to me that was a that that died. Like I understand that like, yeah, they had beef, like you said, they had beef, but. You should have put that aside, like, and you was on, and like to him, it felt like he was on edge the whole time, and he put himself in that predicament because of how he was trolling that whole situation. So it kind of made me feel uncomfortable watching it. Like I thought when I was gonna watch it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm about to hear some good old good music from both of these, and it just came out to be like a very uncomfortable time watching it. I didn't even watch it that long. Yeah, so I'm going with. Jeezy all the way. Now, the two people, it's two, I got one female, and I got two, and I got, the two females I want to see in the verses, Eve versus Trina, that's, that's for the females, and for the guys, this gotta come down, and I want to see this, the Battle of New York, Jay-Z versus Nas, that's 
what I want to see. That's what everybody need to come see. And I wish they could make that happen because I think that would be the most biggest versus battle for those my two. I feel you. Um, so I'm going to do what Kev did. The Nas versus Jay, it is so, I don't know if versus could come up with enough money to put that together. You know, the artists themselves, they're probably going to want several million a piece just to make the appearance. And then the amount of production needed to have those two in the same space. That's the only reason I, I, you know, those two is a tough pick for me, but I love the Eve versus Trina. When you're talking about uh, Kev's opinion, you know what I mean? As far as two artists who are similar in the making, I think that that would work. So Kev, what do you think about that? Um, Well, let me say I, I, the Gucci promo work up until that versus I thought was great. It was funny. Um, it was very entertaining. And I thought he would carry the comedy over, but you know, he didn't. So we know how it turned out. Um, like you said, the Jay and Nas would never happen. But I, you know, as much as I love both of them, I don't think it, I don't even think that's not even even match up to me either. Jay Z has way more, you know, club and radio songs than Nas has. And the verses is, you know, I feel like it's one big party, you know, something to get you up and moving and dancing and, you know, make you feel good. And, and Nas got a lot of these thought provoking songs that, you know, those, you know, track 10 and 11 and 12 are a lot of people's favorites. But I mean, in theory, if, if your first five songs ain't bangers, a lot of people going to cut it off. That's, I mean, let's be real. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, I think that's a contrast in the styles. The Eve and Trina, I think that would be surprisingly good. You know, Trina has Trina has been able to sustain a career just as long as Eve has. And, you know, and, you know, Trina would still do a collaboration with someone, you know, every now and again, you know, to stay relevant. And it's, and it's not like she was bad then and she definitely not bad now. So it that would be a good one, though. That that will be good. I don't know if it'll get a lot of views, but that one will, will be good, though. Well, with him bringing that up, I'm going to close it out with this one thought and see where you guys head it with this one. Now I'm thinking about the females. I'm pretty sure they squashed their beef. So let's do a Foxy Lil' Kim. What y'all think? I don't I think, was think I was thinking about that, too, in the same way. I'm like, I don't know. That, uh, it's a hit. That's going to be interesting, but it's going to be a little hit and miss. Because a lot of their songs was, how can I say it? It was good, but with them, mm, I still I feel like it's gonna get ugly. Yeah, but it, I think they squashed ugly. their beef, so I don't know how ugly it would get if they, you know, they 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 just they did a diss track against somebody. So I think they're okay. And yeah, and that's the thing. The only reason why they squashed that beef was because of another female that lives in lives in New York, and that was the only and that was the only reason why they they squashed their beef. Yes, a name we choose not to uh, say on this platform in a bad way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Kev? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, Foxy. I think you know when Foxy got sick, she really has stayed out of the public eye. So I don't know if she's ready to come back out. A versus might pull her out if they could get that. I think that could get that would be one up, if not the highest viewed versus they would have. A lot of people think of them too as these, you know, very sexualized artists, but they really, you know, that was like half the album, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? 
like the other half of the album was like you know just bangers and and street music and you know just stuff that ain't had nothing to do with sex or jewelry or clothes or whatever but a lot of people don't even really focus on or even talk about that so i think they could generate enough hits between the both of them to have a very debatable battle it could be just as debatable as gucci and jeezy yeah i believe so as well all right gentlemen well i appreciate the conversation and uh, a very spirited debate and uh, i like to also let the uh, listeners and fans know that uh, we're looking forward to soon being able to do a live show where we can bring in uh, the fans is, uh, for questions and comments during our, our show. Until then, you can contact us at under a groove network at gmail.com. Again, that's under a groove network at gmail.com. And we appreciate all of you for listening. Peace. We out of here.